Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fing. We're back, man. Episode 263. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Um, today, obviously, we'll be, we're recording on a Friday, uh, so we're, I'm just going to preface everything with that because we usually record on Sunday and we release it on Monday. Um, oh, and yeah. due to me, I'm going to be on vacation, so I wanted to get in here early and, and get some content out to the people. So if we miss something, a major event that happened uh, between now and Sunday, this is why. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, we got to get on it early. going to be having his toes in the sand. Yep. Toes in the sand. Toes in some, um, uh, what do you call that stuff you soak your feet in? Some Epsom salt. Mm-hmm. Epsom salt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's been a kind of a slow week. Nothing majorly interesting. <clears throat> you know, obviously there's certain things we could address, but we just don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> Trump got indicted. Who gives a fuck? I just, <laughs> I just don't care. That's regular. Yeah, it's regular. It's always mm-hmm. something. Like, there's always something going on with Trump, even outside of his, you know, administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not really much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, opening week, it was opening day for in the MLB, for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool. Games don't matter until about 150, so we just yeah. gonna keep rolling. But, but they've it. they've implemented some shit. They've implemented a pitch clock. Mm. So that's make the games go by faster. Yeah, it's gonna make the game go by a little quicker, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, they've also uh, what was it? They implemented something else, but mm-hmm. there's that. Um, Meg the Stallion did the first pitch for the Houston Astros. How was that? And I'll say this. I said this before. During the Tory Lanez case, she kind of like had acne a little bit on her face. She looked stressed out. Mm-hmm. But now, niggas, she her waist is small. Her body looked crazy. Her skin looks good. I'm not saying that to objectify her, but mm-hmm. she just looks healthy. Yeah. And wow. I think I think it's like an internal thing, like a mental health type thing. Wow. But she was up there on the mound. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the cameraman is hilarious. The cameraman was zooming in on that ass. Zooming in on the cheeks. She had some white pants on. <laughs> Booty was just busting out. <laughs> and the and uh the the catcher, the guy that was playing the catcher, she's like, Oh my God, I'm scared. And the catcher was like, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Big white dude. I forgot who the fuck he is for the mm-hmm. Houston Astros. He's like, I got you. And then when he hugged her, they zoomed in and he had his catcher's mitt resting on her booty. Are you serious? Yeah, the dude couldn't res- couldn't help himself. This nigga hugged her, but he had his face in her hair. That's crazy. I'm not trying to make it like he's a pervert or something, but uh, I mean, yeah, her body is crazy. You see it? Yeah, yeah. It's not. I'm not trying to objectify her, man. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. She's she's really doing her due diligence. You can tell she slimmed down even more, mm-hmm. but it's not. She's not skinny or anything. She just looks really fit. It wasn't a bad pitch either. Some it's. 50 Cent, it's been some guys that's been oh, throwing some, some fucked terrible up pitches. You see the hug? Pitches. It cut off right before, you know, uh, ESPN wasn't trying to show the hug. I'm going like to show it. Get another view. Yeah. Oh, gotta, she walked out there twerking. <laughs> Why she walk out there twerking? Yeah. Here's a zoom in. Uh, <laughs> well, you can see it. Like, his, his, he hugging her. You see here? He yeah. hugging her, but his, his mid is resting on her booty. Yeah. I don't I don't think, he could have had his hand a little higher, but I don't really see it as perverse. He probably didn't mean to do it because he's much taller than she is. Yeah, it was pretty quick, too. It was just a little quick hug. But you He know, did have a hand on the cheek. Nah, he had yeah, he the hand, hand on, on the cheeks. <laughs> that yeah. nigga was, it was cuffing him cheeks. It's unfortunate. Sometimes if you're giving a girl a hug with a big booty, it's you kind of, you don't know where to get, sometimes your nah, hand he was treating that. He was treating them cheeks like a ground ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was treating them cheeks like a bunt. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to seventh, seventh, uh, seventh inning home stretch that ass. Uh, uh, 
crazy. <clears throat> that nigga's trying to get some peanuts and cracker jacks. <laughs> Take me Peanut. home to the big ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, mate. I, I, I never seen this comment, but I just thought about it right now. And this is genius. It's, I should have posted it, but I forgot. I was going to put... Uh, Made the stallion play for the Houston Astros. <laughs> Dang, yeah, you missed on that one. I missed. Dang, I yeah, missed. you would have you would have went mini viral with that. Yeah, somebody said. Uh, somebody, oh, somebody said that it, they wrote. They said, "Made the stallion can't throw that ball, but she can show throw that ass." Dang, bro, I was busting up <laughs> laughing. The cameraman was zooming in on that ass, dude. It was. No it's almost shame. impossible not to though. I don't know. I guess, but you could have kind of a neutral frame. He yeah. was, they was like the one behind. Yeah, and he was like getting under it. Yeah, and then people in the comments was like, "Dude, this cameraman has no you know shame." What he doing. Yeah. yeah, he knows what he's doing. And then the side view, and then she was like, "Ah, yeah." <laughs> she threw the pitch out, and, and it was bad. But I've seen worse. Yeah, it's def- men have definitely thrown worse. Do you see pitch. Colin Kaepernick's pitch? Back yeah, in the yeah. He threw the fuck out of that he threw ball. A heater, probably that eighty something miles per hour. That shit went pow. I think it was like eighty eight, <laughs> eighty nine. He had he had to show out though. That's like, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. But when, um, let's say like Peyton Manning on the sideline of the football game yeah. or something like that, he gonna have to what? he gonna throw it. You know, first of all, test. first of all, why the fuck <clears throat> doesn't Kaepernick try to play baseball? I mean, we watched this show. He didn't want to play baseball. I know he want to play football, but dude. But he could probably he could. I mean, pitchers. What is he? Thirty. He like your age or a little he's younger a little younger than me. Yeah, so thirty eight. He's like thirty five probably. Yeah. So, um, you know, pitchers they can play till they in their forties. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me see. How old is Colin? That's curious. I think he's got to be thirty five. He might be older than thirty five. Nah. Not thirty five. Thirty five. Yep. Damn. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, Colin Kaepernick. Calls out adoptive parents racism as he promotes. People just like running with a headline because he he put in there he loves his parents, but you can have certain internal biases that you don't realize. And he was just he was yeah. just exp- he was just literally. I'm realizing now that um, more and more of these outlets, whether it's the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. our favorite podcast, whatever. They just read headlines. Yes, like they really, literally don't read articles. They don't go to the source material. Mm-hmm. They go to where it's Variety or TMZ or whatever, and then they just read the headlines. And then they, you know, because that was a time. Um, so uh, Donald Glover had did a. Um, he did a uh, self interview. No, not that. Oh, not that one. Oh. Um, it was he. He was basically it was a a, a writing um, award. And he was um, basically honoring someone. I uh, forget the guy's name, but he was honoring someone to get the the award. And basically, he said that. Um, and and it's a joke, right? You know how Dave Chappelle goes up and yeah. he's honoring like um, the different writers and stuff like that. Uh, I forget the guy that did the uh, the late night show. Um, <clears throat> but you know, Dave Chappelle goes up and gives these like. 10, 15 minute speeches about somebody and then they come out and get the award. So Donald Glover did that for this writer. And um, basically, you know, in so many words, Donald Glover alluded to Chevy Chase calling him the N-word, right? Mm-hmm. So he alluded to it in in the beginning of the, the, the monologue, I guess. And then at the end of it, he actually, you know, it was a callback and he said it again and he basically said it, like he said it, said it that... Um, Chevy Chase was calling him the N-word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all these 
blogs and radio shows were like, um, like, and even the Breakfast Club, they were like, you know, Donald Glover uh, alludes to Chevy Chase calling him the N word, and they just played the clip from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then even like God, Charlemagne the guy was like, I just don't see, you know, I was there and I just didn't see how he was saying that he said, you know, he he was alluding to that. Like, I just don't see it. it he didn't. He literally didn't say that. And then I was just like, y'all, y'all don't really like contextualize no. anything like if you really sat through the whole 10 minute thing yeah. you would have realized at the end he literally did say you know yeah said that he said that yeah. i think it's i think it's bad when you as as podcasters as people that are not a part of a big network how we can literally comb through more things and actually take time to look at the nuances before we speak on things but well, we watch the breakfast club fuck up we watch cnn fuck up we watch mm-hmm. new york times all these different outlets Fuck up. Mm-hmm. Fox News. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. I think that as far as news are, is concerned in general, people are, they want to be first instead of wanting to be accurate. Yeah. So it's like if you get the first story out and then you, even if you recant it, if you, if not even recant it, if you revise the story, mm-hmm. everybody's only going to remember the first one. Yes. Yeah. That second one is not loud as the first shit you release. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like even you notice that the reaction to Jonathan Majors initially was way louder than when she recanted the story. Yeah. It's like that second the second part of the of the story mm-hmm. is never as loud as the first. Yeah. Some people are be like there's some people are still going to be like I mean I would watch Creed but since he hits women it's like yeah. It hasn't been proven that he did that, you idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So watch it until we know what the result. It's like it's mm-hmm. ignorant. Yeah, anyways. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the topics, man. <clears throat> uh recently, uh there was a freeway shooting on I five, man, and unfortunately I was stuck there for ten hours afterwards. Um freeway shooting leaves truck driver wounded, forcing ten hour closure of the northbound I five at Grapevine. That shit was fucked up. I've never had to wait that long due to a non-weather-related issue. I was so fucking livid. Oh, my God. Anyways, northbound lanes of Interstate 5 at Grapevine closed Monday night because of a shooting investigation by the California Highway Patrol. Uh, Officials said, according to the CHP, the shooting happened around 7.30 p.m. on the freeway and left a semi-truck driver wounded. Uh, We got calls of brandishing on the freeway, which is someone brandishing a firearm at a truck driver that turned into an altercation, which end up in the truck driver being shot. At this time, the wounds are non-life threatening. Uh, CHP Information DC Williams told 17 News Monday night. Officer said the shooter and his female passenger left the scene and are still on the loose. Northbound, they've been caught. Mm. They caught him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Northbound lanes, I-5 are closed for over 10 hours overnight. Uh, the road reopened just before 7 a.m. Dude, that was fucking terrible. I was supposed to be done that night by 10 p.m. Like, literally, it was like 8 when they closed it down. I was mm-hmm. there probably 35 to 40 minutes after it happened. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. I was I was just like, what the fuck? Anyways. What do you just sit there? We're just stuck. Every All the drivers, we all are out of time. The reason why I have an issue with them closing it for 10 hours is because all these drivers are going to be out of time because you shut the fucking freeway down for 10 hours for an investigation, right? And then you're going to have the nerve to pull us over and give us a fucking ticket for driving without hours. Mm-hmm. That's not right. I, I, I have empathy for the driver that got shot. But I don't think that's okay because as drivers, we're expected to deliver our loads. And a lot of the drivers there, I guarantee you, the ones waiting on that hill 
oh man, easily 85% of us had ran out of hours. Mm-hmm. All those trucks up there, we all <laughs> ran out. So you just pull over? Well, that's what they tell us. Legally, you have to pull over. Motherfucker, what if I don't want to pull over? I want to go home to my family. You guys shut this shit down for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And my, mind you, I didn't give a fuck. I put my shit on off-duty, and I still f- ran my load because my load was in Bakersfield. I'm from Bakersfield. So I said, I'm still going to deliver my load of gas and then go home. Mm-hmm. Right? But they could have stopped me and said, well, I understand that you're out of hours, but legally you were supposed to stop the truck. I'd be like, dude, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You guys made my shit run out. Mm-hmm. So I I, I, I really want to, and people might say, well, you don't know what they have to do during an investigation. You shouldn't speak on that. I can speak to the CHP's ineptitude. Like, due to the CHP's ineptitude, you have a bunch of drivers and people that probably had to take a shit. Bro, I had to shit so bad by the time they was done. <laughs> I had 10 hours worth of shit in my bowels, man. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here, here's how we're reeling it all in. The, the truck driver got shot, and it was due to, like, a altercation off the freeway. And the reason why I felt like this was important to bring up was due to the fact that we have to stop being so reactionary. Sometimes people would do something wild in traffic, and I was blowing air horns at people. I'd be on the phone with Keith, and I'd be like, man, what the fuck? And I'd be blowing my air horn at people and mad. Mm-hmm. But you have to learn not to do that because you don't know how somebody else is going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't know. You don't know. You, you do not have... You don't have the ability to know how someone's going to react, right? Even if they're doing something crazy. On the way over here to the studio, I was driving 45 miles an hour in a 45 zone. Some dude was driving like 70 miles an hour. And because I got over to the lane, he's blowing the horn at me and drives around me. Imagine if I flip that guy off Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, fuck me and pulls a gun out and shoots me. When you see people doing crazy things on the highway, just assume that there are wild things connected to those behaviors. Yeah. A motherfucker that thinks it's okay to go 70 into 25, don't engage that person. Trust me. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to, you flipping them off and you telling them, hey, what are you doing? They're not going to see you do that and say, you know what? Actually, you're right. I'm going to slow down. Yeah. Let them drive off. Let them drive crazy, man. Some people looking for that, too. Yeah, they want it. Yeah, they waiting for somebody. This is like the guy in the club that's like me mugging everybody. They look for conflict. There are some people. Why do you think Karens exist? Why do you think these people exist? Because they're looking for conflict most times. And what they're not getting from their life, they will make you pay for it. That's that is literally all it is, man. Just try your best not to be reactionary, because if you are, you can get shot just like this driver. I don't know the full story. All I know is there is nothing in the world worth you getting shot on the freeway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there had to be some sort of altercation, Mm -hmm. you know, and a a lot of times um, like, you know, Eddie could speak to this like when you. When you got a big truck and you, you know, at the end of the day, you put the un- with underneath what's underneath all of that is you're probably concerned about the safety of everybody on the freeway. Yes. But this, you know, this stupid person driving in this Nissan Altima or whatever is just zooming around everybody. And then you, you know, that's that's how we communicate in the in the cars, you know, blowing your horn or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And that probably just pissed him off. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So he whipped out his. Whipped out his gun and I, did, what kind of uh, truck was what? What was he carrying? I don't know what he was. I don't know what he's haul, was mm-hmm. hauling, but mm-hmm. I just know that there's no reason why a truck driver should be shot. But yeah. I also think that as a driver, you need to be more patient <clears throat> than anybody on the road. And I'll say this: I've been seeing a mm-hmm. whole lot of shitty, terrible truck drivers. 
I've been seeing truckers that zoom around cars. I've been seeing guys that do illegal maneuvers on the road and things like that. If you don't have patience, get another job. Mm. Get off the road. Seriously. If you're a truck driver, you have to understand you're considered a professional driver. I've seen professional drivers, and they've gotten worse. I've been driving for eight years. And when I started, I seen some shit, but now it's worse than ever. You got more low-skilled truck drivers now than ever in American history. Mm-hmm. Because they're handing out CDLs like candy to some of these motherfuckers, and they suck. It's not enough. Uh, not enough drivers. Not enough skilled drivers. Like mm-hmm. I actually give a fuck about my job. You no, know I'm saying like it's it's probably more loads and more stuff that needs to be hauled than there are drivers. So That's true. Giving giving people, and we're also not considering how many skilled drivers are retiring. Mm-hmm. You got guys that have been driving for 35 years that are retiring. Yeah. That actually took pride in being a truck driver. You know, you got guys from the 80s that are retiring. So you got a lot of older guys that are out of the truck and you got these new motherfuckers that are too busy TikToking on their iPhone mm-hmm. um, than, you know, being safe on the road. Like when you get into a truck, that's a whole nother level, man. You need to do proper pre-trips, proper post-trips. Check your tires. Make sure they're not low on air. Mm-hmm. Check your load. Make sure you check the check your service lines. Check your glad hands. Mm-hmm. Make sure the connection between the fifth wheel and the truck is there. I literally seen a guy. The other day, in his fifth wheel, you know how the connection part in the back of the truck there? Mm-hmm. It was so dry. You're supposed to put fifth wheel grease on it mm-hmm. so it could connect and slide properly when you're making turns. Mm-hmm. That shit was so dry, it was orange with rust on it. Mm. I'm like, motherfucker, if you don't put some fifth wheel grease on it, mm-hmm. it looked like he had hot Cheetos spread all over the fifth wheel. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. And these <laughs> are the guys that are driving, too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a collaborative effort. Uh, mm-hmm. to do better but um yeah. getting shot on the freeway this is it's inexcusable <clears throat> i will say this though too um when you don't have control over your life things like this are going to happen if you're a guy everything's going wrong and you got a divorce and you lose your job and all of this and you don't know how to internally deal with these issues all it takes is somebody cutting you off in traffic before you shoot them yeah, they're just bringing their life to the I-5. Yeah, they're not that mad over somebody cutting them off. It has everything to do with what's happening outside of that isolated incident. Mm-hmm. Like when a dude at the club want to pull out a knife and stab you, it's not because of you accidentally stepping on his foot and telling him you're sorry. It's because he has so much rage inside of him. Maybe he can't get no girls. You know, some dudes that are mad because they can't get no girls. Yeah, and mad at the dudes getting the girls. Mad at the dudes getting the girls, and they mad at you, and they want to fight you. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, it'll be like, have it, I, I don't know if this happened to you, or if you probably notice it. Like, there'll be a dude that probably really likes a chick, and she's mm-hmm. not reciprocating, and then that girl just gravitates to you and starts liking you. And you notice that dude popping up, mm-hmm. like, trying to be notice mm-hmm. or trying to be disrespectful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like what the fuck is going on i don't even know this guy like that yeah and it's because you're with the girl that he likes yeah and instead of him seeing that and going to fuck off he's like fuck this shit fuck this guy trying to do but the crazy part is sometimes they don't even realize it yeah like, they'd be so so in ingratiated in the the furiosity or whatever you would call right. it that they just like just mad just hating yeah saying slick stuff yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry that the girl you like just started liking me, mm-hmm. but there's nothing you could do to stop me from fucking her, okay? So <laughs> leave me alone, okay? <laughs> yeah. 
But I think, you know, <laughs> going back to the truck, I think that, like, obviously we're talking about a truck situation, yeah. but this applies to everybody. Yeah. Like, do you think, but do you think there is a way to communicate with your horn that's not so, like, uh, aggressive in a sense? No. I'm going to tell you why. Um, if you use the air horn at all, people will take it as disrespect because air horns are loud. Mm-hmm. Right? Air horns are loud. Yeah. I, yeah. I get I'm talking about just like in a regular car. You said, wait, what? In a regular car. Can you communicate with your horn? Yeah, without being so... Because, like, saying somebody's swerving in your lane, you just hit it, like, beep, beep. Like, you know, is that... Or does it always does it always come off as, like, aggressive when you blow on your horn? Uh, it depends on how people interpret it. If you're a fucking moron, you will always interpret things that they're being aggressive when they're not. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate thing. Like, in traffic, I've blown a horn <laughs> at somebody before, so they didn't run into somebody. And nobody thanked me or gave me a peace sign. Like, mm-hmm. there was a dude that was about to make, okay, you ever been in a lane behind somebody, and then the, the, the turn lane next to you is empty, there's no one in it, mm-hmm. and the guy in front of you is trying to get over in that lane to get out, mm-hmm. and then you see a car zooming down, like mm-hmm. it's, it's barreling down, and it's in that lane, and you blow your horn at the car in front of you, like, bam, bam, but you hold it, and you hold mm-hmm. it because you don't want them to get hit, and then boom, they hit their brakes, the car blows by them, mm-hmm. and I've never really had nobody give me a peace sign and be like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. They probably like fucking asshole, and it's <laughs> like, bruh, did you not? I just saved your life, nigga. You mm-hmm. didn't see that, mm-hmm. like, oh man. So you just mind your business now, or what? Uh, people want to die. Go ahead and die. <laughs> like, I, my thing, the way I drive now is, I, I want to protect people, right? But I drive, and I, I drive with the <laughs> assumption that everyone's a moron. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I've taken it, mm-hmm. right? And why? What I mean by that is, I will drive assuming everyone's a moron, which protects me. Yeah. Because you ever been driving down the street and you say, I know this nigga ain't going to go across here illegally. I know he ain't going to do this illegally. Mm-hmm. There is no way this guy's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, you just hit a U-turn in the middle of the street for no reason. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is why you can't, you have to stop assuming that people are going to like abide by the law. Yeah. Like, I've seen a dude mm-hmm. do the most illegal shit mm-hmm. in front of a cop. Like, and, and you look at the cop and the cop is just like, oh. God, like he didn't even want to engage it. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't even worth his time to write that ticket. It's like, bro, if the cop, the cops human too. They probably like, man, I'm trying to go to lunch, man. Yeah, Fuck this shit. You got some donuts waiting on me. Yeah, I'm trying to get this, trying to get my insulin up. <laughs> but it, it's it's weird, man. Like how much you'll see this. I would just tell people this too, regardless of what goes on in your life. You have to have some form of self control and a decent foundation under you, or it's gonna you're gonna bleed on other people. After my father passed, you know, I figured out what I was made of because of how I reacted to it. Yes, I cried and I had those things, but I never like was mad at people like and I and justified it. There's some mm-hmm. people that their uncle, grandma would die, and they'll be like, "Fuck you! I don't give a fuck! Fuck you guys!" And then the excuse is like, well, my mom died. Nigga, your mom dying don't got nothing to do with the world. Yeah. The world don't stop because your mom died. Your dad died. It don't stop. You still need to treat people with respect. And I've heard someone say, well, Eddie, you can't tell people how to act because we all internalize it different. Uh, yes, I can. I can tell you how to act. You need to be an adult. Yeah, it's just a way to go about stuff and a way not to go about stuff. That's ridiculous. At the end of the day, if you're a human being, you have a family member that has passed away. Yes. You know, and that's just, you know, so it doesn't, that doesn't give you the right to be, you know, just angry or mad or pissed off or just a terrible person to, yeah. to human beings. Cause 
that's just an excuse. Like at the end of the day, you can make an excuse for everything. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I think, it, you know, what I would call like clearing the deck. Like, I think it's best to clear the deck before you go out into the world and, you know, spew all that nonsense on on other people. Because like, you know, like you were saying, when you when your pops passed away. It wasn't like he was being rude to Mm-mm. the person at the grocery store, or the the, uh, the cashier, Walmart, no. or whatever the case may be, because they ain't got nothing to do with what you got going on Mm-mm. in your life. So, and they didn't do anything to you. So I no. just don't understand. Like you know, I, I, and I think you know when you have that type of mentality, you can make an excuse for everything. Yes, you can make an excuse for why your career is not going the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make an excuse as to why you're not getting. A, the person you want to mm-hmm. in your life, the Thank way you're not losing the weight and all Thank that stuff. You. And at the end of the day, it's just it's just meaningless conversation. So. Yeah, it's excuses and suppression. The fact that you've suppressed your feelings or you suppressed your emotions or you didn't want to face them, and now you go into the world and make everybody else pay for that, yeah. this is why people get <clears throat> shot for no reason. Like, imagine this. Imagine your grandma dies, your mom dies, you, you get in an argument with somebody, you shoot them. Now the police got you arrested on the ground. They'd be like, hey, well, my, my grandma died. And she, and it's like, the cops don't give a fuck that your grandma died. You just yeah. went out here and hurt people for no reason. It's thousands of prisoners across America that got the same excuse. You know, I shot somebody because my grandma died. And it's like, bro, shut you, you was crazy before your grandma died and it yeah. really came out. That's why yeah. I mentioned on the podcast, I feel like <clears throat> a significant death in your life will expose who you are. You're either weak or you are actually mentally strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it's not a matter of like saying mentally strong means you don't cry or whatever, because I cried every day for like almost two weeks. But it has to do with you being mentally strong, understanding that my life still has to not only go on, but I still need to maintain the integrity that I had prior to this situation happening. You know how many people are divorced? How many people have lost their wives, husbands? How many people have lost their child? How many people lost their job? How many people have losing their their home is getting foreclosed or they've been evicted or they're sleeping in their car? And those situations affect how they deal with the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. This is why I would advise everybody to be careful with how you um, uh, how you interact with strangers, Mm -hmm. because, dog, I'm telling you right now, do not assume that they supposed to be okay with you. Like, well, what what's your problem, man? Mm -hmm. Like even that what's your problem, man? Nigga, you just reminded them of what all their problems were. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you. What my, my wife problem, cheated on me with my best friend. I lost my job. I'm low-key suicidal. Like, these are real-world problems. And we sit here and act like people aren't dealing with these things when we react to them. Like I said before, even Keith told me, like, hey, watch, watch how you like the road rage stuff, man. And I got better at it. I've gotten even better at it. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember telling you that, honestly. No, you just said watch, just watch out, like basically reacting to people that mm, way. That right? was good advice. Shout out to Keith. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Keith thinks he knows everything. <laughs> there was a guy, I remember I was in LA. I was coming back with a load. This, this other occasion might have been about two months ago. And there was a dude that was like, you ever seen somebody like slide through lanes? Mm-hmm. Like they'll be in a far, fast they lane. Slide all and the way slide over. Slide all the yeah. way over illegally. Get off on an exit or something. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. what he did. He did it right in front of me. Mm-hmm. He did it right in front of me, and I blew my horn. And uh, when I blew my horn, like what the fuck? Because sometimes you you react <clears throat> like not even in a visceral way, but in like a way like, oh my god, why would you do that, right? Mm-hmm. And I blew my horn like that, and the dude like once he got off the ramp. He wanted me to see him, so he slowed down and just was like, 
fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. And it's like, bro, you just did this dangerous stuff mm-hmm. and you are telling me to fuck myself. And then still do dangerous stuff. So what does that tell you about people? Mm-hmm. Anybody who would do a maneuver like that mm-hmm. and assume that, they could, that you're the problem, that's the type of rationality that they're working with. Mm-hmm. Don't engage these people. You have to re- reverse engineer your brain that when you see somebody doing something so crazy, just assume that there are multiple crazy things attached to that person. You have to be crazy to slide from the fast lane all the way to the slow lane and get off on the exit. I'm talking about he might have been a few feet in front of my truck. Yeah, you, I think you want to just <clears throat> in those situations just stop and really take your time with you know you know how you want to go about handling that situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, like you know, we have these impulse reactions. Yes. But you know, when you when you're able to like slow time down or slow your yes. brain down or just breathe then you'll have a better reaction, which is just not reacting at all. Or maybe, like, you know, just take that time to thank God that you're alive. And, yes. you know, he's an idiot. And, you know, he, you. he may not be in the next few uh, freeway, freeway visits or whatever. But, yeah. yeah, I think it's just important to, like you saying, you kind of like, we're, um, we're humans that are designed like our life is designed early, early on in our in our, in mm-hmm. our beings, right? So by the time you a teenager, you probably the person that you're going to be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it it takes a lot of work, you know, to when you in your 20s and 30s and 40s to really uh, like reverse engineer all of that, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff that you got handed to in your life. So, yeah, Yeah. you could do it, though. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. But you you have you you have to not be full of shit. And most people are. This would be let's call a spade a spade. Most people don't feel like they need to work on themselves. Most people don't feel like they're wrong. All of it. I've I've went back situations in my mind four or five months ago and was like, oh, I was wrong for that. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. and, and it's and I do that because it's not even being hard on yourself or what they call it. What self-deprecated or whatever. Mm -hmm. Self-deprecating. But for me, it's more or less. I do it because I want to be a better human being. I want yeah, to be not sure. only not only for myself, but what if I get married? I don't want to be the guy that's not being accountable. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best way to be a leader is to be accountable. Yeah, for sure. You have to be accountable, mm-hmm. and that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. I think that replacing that impulse, like I, I think over life, over our lifespan, we've never replaced the impulse. Like when when something happens to us, like what are you doing, bro? And you'd be like, hey man, don't talk to me like that, like replacing that with whoa is everything okay no it's facts you know that that translate everywhere in life you know so when you have kids or Mm -hmm. you know when you're dealing with your parents or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be you could take that same level of patience even in a relationship you could take that same level of patience and you know instead of reacting to the trash not being out when your your Mm -hmm. son was supposed to take it out you say like hey this is important for you to take out the trash like you you got to pull your weight around here. I'm the yeah. one that's paying for the bills and stuff like that. I work all day, but it's important for you to, you know, to contribute to to this household because you live in here for free. Yeah. And then it's better than just whooping your kids or, you know, just yelling at them for playing the game versus taking out the trash. So, yeah. A lot yeah. of times, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but sometimes if your parent came home from work or something and they're just they're fucking pissed off and it could be something so small like a you left a dish in the sink or something small and they're yelling and screaming at you mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going on. There was nothing wrong with you. Your parent just hated their life and, <laughs> and they used you as an outlet because they hated their life. That is all it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
that when you don't know what that means when you're a kid, you're like, what are you mad at me for? I don't know. And then they're like, don't you question me. You get in there and you do it now. And it's like, mm-hmm. you ye- now you're yelling at me? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Right? And it's just based on the fact that people don't know how to uh, comprehend their own lives. Mm-hmm. So they can't even comprehend that, look, I'm yelling at my child because I hate my job and I hate my life. Yeah. So being as that's the case, you know, I need to stop doing this. It's not my child's fault that I, I have to work 18 hours. I think yeah. I think it works both ways, though. And it's not not necessarily saying it's right to yell at your kids. Mm-hmm. But sometimes as you know, you don't really have the understanding as a as a youth. But mm-hmm. you also if you reverse that, you know, that point of view and you're like, yo, as a kid, my mom, dad is working all day long. And they ask me to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm in here playing the game. It's like, that's just a bad look. You know what I mean? So you could see not necessarily absolving the yelling and whoopings and stuff, but you could, you know, once you kind of get older, you see like, yo, because I can remember times where my mom would be like, hey, like, make sure you turn the air, especially in Bakersfield, it's hot as hell, but make sure you turn the air conditioner on when you get home or something like that, because or put the meat out or what you know any any of those things and then I would forget and it would just be like she would just be so mad but not like not mad where she giving me a whooping but it's like I had one job and I like you know I botched it so the I problem with that though is is the the only way you have that level of comprehension is by having life experience mm-hmm. when you're a kid and you're playing video games and you're going to school and you're eating the school lunches and you're and you're trying to date that cute girl and like your brain is in a whole different fucking world yeah you just focus on pussy you're, fo- you're focused on pussy and video mm-hmm. games if your and, mom told you like hey take the pussy out of the freezer and uh, put it in the sink so that pussy would be out every day <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> you be eating pussy every night <laughs> turn the pussy on when you get out <laughs> like all right mom i'm gonna do that yeah don't forget to download that pussy video game that you get you would never forget it you would never forget it yeah that's how parents got to do it just replace whatever you gotta you, whatever the chore is take out that pussy when uh when you get to the house and i'm gonna take it trash out. yeah wouldn't have to tell that nigga twice but it's just your level of comprehension of the world is a lot different when you're younger and it's yeah, not that you're sure. disrespectful or you're dismissive it's that, that your brain's not on that so i think mm-hmm. his parents we, I think as parents, they have to do a better job. They got to have more patience than the kids. They got to have more patience, and they mm-hmm. need to be able to explain things. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's this coach that I follow mm-hmm. on TikTok, and I think what I love about him is how he explains himself through things. Mm-hmm. Right? He was telling this wide receiver, because the wide receiver went out, he ran a route, he ran a route, and then he slipped, but he caught the ball. Mm-hmm. And he's like, great job, great job, but this is what you did. This is why you slipped. He said, when you come out of that break, he said, focus on getting your hips around to get to the ball mm-hmm. rather than, you know, getting that foot out too far because mm-hmm. that's how you can slip. Mm-hmm. And then he just explains himself through everything with yeah. these guys. And that sticks with you. And he's yeah. respectful with mm-hmm. how he does it. Mm-hmm. There's some coaches like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And it's like, motherfucker, can you explain to them rather than just screaming at them? Yeah. I, I mean, the only similar situation, I know my, my niece, she's seven, and – um she was uh I don't know, we was having a conversation about running and I was telling her she was like like running with her fist like balled up like that and I was mm-hmm. telling her like yo you got to relax your hands you run a little bit faster if you relax your hands and you're not so you're not so tight so maybe like 3 weeks later um I was just making jokes with her I was like hey I seen you running around or whatever and you look like you got a little bit faster and she was like yeah because I've been running with my hands open but when you 
I say that to say, like, when you explain something, even no matter how old they are, but when you actually explain something to somebody, it just resonates more. Yes. You know, it, 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 it sticks with people to where it's not just, you know, talking down at somebody. It's like something that really, you know, can stick with them for the rest of their life. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, explanations are important. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure we made it there. But no, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the, the parent stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes parents can take things out on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on them not having control. And it's, it's no different than us as adults. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we replicate those same behaviors. Mm-hmm. And I'm tying this all in with the I-5 shooting because this is where it ends up when it's not resolved. Mm-hmm. Right? You will have somebody do something crazy to you and flip you off and you're just confused like, motherfucker, why are you flipping me off? What are you doing? When you engage that, you become that person. So that's why you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. You have to be cognizant of everything you do. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough. Even it, it could be like even we talked about it could be a conversation with your wife or your, your girlfriend, whatever. Like you have to understand if your girl is just let's say you've been together four months and she just starts yelling at you and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What, what you do is you have to learn how to engage that better. Mm-hmm. It's not OK for her to be yelling at you, but you have to learn to engage it like, hey, is everything OK with you? What's going on? Talk mm-hmm. to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if they mad at that and they want to storm off and get mad, don't chase after them. Mm-hmm. Let them go out that door. Let them collect themselves. And then you have to learn how to speak in like a respectable fashion. Because I'm telling you, that's probably why so many divorces happen because people think that yelling is communication. Chaos is not communication. Flipping someone off is not communication. I heard somebody say that they was talking to their dad and their dad is just always yelling. And uh, she was like, even when I tell my dad, like, you know, can you please stop yelling? He's yelling at me about him not yelling. Like, I'm not yelling at you. And it's just (laughs) just the world we live in. Like, people don't even know how to communicate. They don't know how to communicate. It's sad. And it's grown adults. And here's the problem. Here's the worst part. When people have communicated through rudeness, when they've communicated through yelling, when they've communicated through... um, uh, cutting people off when they speak and uh, being just unkind to people, that becomes their language. And then they don't find a problem with their language. And now by the time this person's 40 plus years old, they don't have a problem with how they speak and they're going to die being a piece of shit. Yeah. I know a ton of people like this. If you ever you ever talk to like an older person and you'll be like, hey, are, Bam, are you using this? Well, I'm using it now. I don't see the problem. And you're like, <laughs> ma'am, I just asked if you were, well, if I was, I would have told you. And it's like, <laughs> to you, you've appropriated this, but this is not kind. This is not decent. Yeah. This is not okay. You know? And then the thing about it is, is even you being, it doesn't matter what you do. The best thing to do with these people, disengage. Say, hey. I'm not going to see you ever again in my life. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but you don't got to tell them to fuck themselves. You just say, hey, you know what, ma'am? You have a good day. Mm-hmm. And when somebody is really an asshole, well, nah, you can't do it because then that could make them mad. You can say, hey, you know what? I hope you have the day you deserve. Right. But so said, somebody said that. Yeah, I forgot. You I, was said. Tell, I said it last week or the week uh, before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like, if you tell them that, they might react. Mm-hmm. So you want to give people as little bit of a reaction as possible and then disengage. Mm-hmm. I see people writing some stuff, bro. We we literally have a post that's on on uh, on YouTube with thousands of. I think by now we've over a thousand something comments on it. Really? Oh yeah, these people are sh- they're trashing us. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, the rich boy clip. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they're like, oh, you niggas is clowns. Y'all going to end up smoking crack. All kind of crazy shit. Yeah, one thing I'm not going to do is smoke crack. Yeah. <laughs> if it, you know, I was going to say something stupid. They say you not. kick a brother while he's down, and I thought we were bigger than this, sad as fuck. It's got how many? I can't even see how many. It's got so many views. I can't even see how many views it has. It has 100,000 views, 100K views, 935 hours of watch time. Uh oh man, this I don't know how many likes or dislikes. I don't know. Let's see, mm. Let me view more. So it's got a hundred k views. We got two hundred fifty four subscriptions from it though. Um, nice. The short has gotten a hundred k views since it was published. So I mean, people are just negative, and mm-hmm. the thing it was a joke. It was meant to satire. But mm-hmm. what we're not gonna do? We've been doing a podcast for oh, this is actually our anniversary, man. By the time we do the next, oh podcast, yeah, I forgot about that. By the in next April. time, we, April what fourth? I think Eight? our first episode came out on like the ninth or something. Okay, so the next episode may be the uh, well, we could celebrate this anniversary on the next one. Yeah, that'd be cool. So it'll be five years we've been doing a podcast. I'm not going to sit here and explain my content to people who just want to get mad and you know have a hot take about a clip that they seen that lasted only a few seconds. Yeah, but it's just a bunch of people engaging us. Fake woke. Yeah, just yeah. Like if if Dave Chappelle or somebody else had cracked this joke. Like some people get offended, but you wouldn't have a problem because of the popularity of the person. But when somebody else decides they want to be funny and use their platform to have a satirical take on something, yeah. now all of a sudden you're like, you guys ain't shit. Oh, you just another black man clown, Uncle I was, Tom. I was watching a, a South Park episode mm-hmm. yesterday, and it's like, a, I don't know if anybody out there watches South Park, but it was like an episode where it was like about politically correct culture. Mm-hmm. So it was this guy named like PC Principal. Like my name is PC Principal, <laughs> and then it was like there was a meeting between it. It was like, "Are you PC, bro?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm PC, bro." And then it's just like, "Oh, I'm PC, bro. Texas A and M. Oh, I'm PC, bro. Texas University. Oh, I'm PC, bro. Texas uh, New Mexico State University." And it was just a bunch of them that was just like fake mad at everything, you know. And it was like they had talked about like Kate, this was back when Caitlyn Jenner, she won the um, ESPN Sports Person of the Year, whatever the case. Woman of the Year. Yeah, and um. They were just uh, they they were just talking about that like you're not going to disrespect you know call him Bruce Jenner that's Caitlyn Jenner and she's blah 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 and it was just like the whole episode was centered around like everybody just being angry at everything and I think that that's uh, I forgot the point that we were making uh, just about uh, Rich Boy and how everybody's just mad at that mm-hmm. but in reality they don't really care yeah they're just fake woke yeah selective outrage mm-hmm. it's a selective outrage you, you just gotta let it go don't mm-hmm. react to it because we have thousands of comments that we could have reacted to mm-hmm. like literally people being negative saying something but it's like dude you don't understand the best shot you got at me like me and keith have over twenty thousand hours of content mm-hmm. you have one comment do you think i'm gonna react to that <laughs> your comment is based in nothing you do not have a platform you don't have anything of value to say so why would i react to that when we've been doing this for five years and we have the foresight of having something very big and massive and very lucrative mm-hmm. and we have a real future you don't engage people like that mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you need to only engage people that are kissing your ass i'm just saying like if you have constructive criticism i'll engage that mm-hmm. i think that's fine hey i you guys could do better at this. I'd be like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, y'all clowns, y'all trash, y'all Uncle Tom. <laughs> there's no value. There, where's the value in responding to that? Mm-hmm. It keeps coming. It keeps coming back to the I-5 shooting. You can't keep engaging people when you see where they're coming from. Yeah. 
Like, why would you engage? If you see an unmarked white van uh, parked across the street, would you approach that van and say, hey, what's inside of this van? <laughs> They're probably going to kidnap you. Yeah. So you understand. You take your manhood. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want, uh, you don't want nothing put in you. Don't go <laughs> to that fucking van. <laughs> but I'm just saying, when you can see something and from the outside looking in, it doesn't look great. Don't engage it. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Mm-hmm. It, that shit will end up somewhere you don't want it to go. Yeah. Right? So before I beat this point down again, we can go ahead and move on. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Uh, the school shooting. Recently, there was a school shooting in Nashville. Um, absolutely. Just another terrible. Was it Nashville? No. Let me see. Yeah, uh, it was in Nashville. Nashville, yeah. Mm-hmm. The media is gone. And this is, we got to talk about this. We're going to talk about the overall shooting. But this story here is just wild to me says the media was more concerned about misgendering the Tennessee school shooter. It says... Are you PC, bro? Yeah, where the fuck is the story? What the... Oh, it's a video. They didn't touch the article off. Ain't this a bitch? Anyways, I'll explain my way through it. Basically, there was a shooting recently um, in uh, Nashville, and the person that did the shooting was a trans woman, correct? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was This is news to me. Really? Mm-mm. I didn't know that. No, dude, it's right here. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it's a trans person. Um, uh, Julia Hartley Brewer. Why? Oh, God. It's just some right wing. What I don't like is the very right or liberal stuff because it's, it's never sensible. Gender activists. Here, oh, here it is. <laughs> Gender activists. It is transgender month, I think, or week or day. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's transgender. Gender day. activist slammed dead naming <coughs> of Audrey Hale. Uh, the New York Times and CNN have issued corrections after misgendering the perpetrator of the Nashville Christian School Massacre and failing to use her preferred pronouns, Audrey Hale, a woman whose LinkedIn profile states she prefers the name Aiden and pronouns and pronouns he and him gunned down. So it was a trans man. Man, okay. Right? Well, all I can say if it's a trans man, trans woman, black, white, fuck you, you piece of shit. You went into a school and shot kids. I don't care about how I need to gender you. You're a piece of shit. You, your pronoun is a piece of shit. Fuck you. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of people literally trying to find a point. This is how you know people are. This is how you know people have lost empathy. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we've, what, what's, what's when you lose feeling? What do you call that? Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to find a, the proper diction. I'm not sure. I, it'll, it'll pop up in my head. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like we've lost, not like, the empathy comes second now. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when when these situations happen with the school shooting, it's the far left. Oh my God, we need to ban guns. This is ridiculous. We need to ban guns. We need to get stiffer gun laws. This is wrong. Very simplistic. Mm-hmm. People on the right wing. Oh my God, they want to blame guns for everything. This doesn't make sense. So you got one side that's literally like we need to stiffer gun laws because it's under your liberal script. That this is what you need to say when you really don't know shit. Then the people on the right, they will look for any reason to defend guns, mm-hmm. right? But I, I, I exist in the middle, so I will say this. Um, first of all, the, mis- the misgendering thing, ignorant. That's a very <laughs> liberal talking point. Doesn't make sense. It's people on the right, people on the right, very quick to just jump out in front of it and talk about guns before they talk about the people, mm-hmm. which is annoying. I'll say this. 
this situation is no different than <sighs> I have the short answer first. For the first, resp- the short response first. The long one second. Mm-hmm. If you go to McDonald's every day and you gain seventy pounds, that's your fault or McDonald's? That's yours. They're going to blame it on McDonald's, though. That's what the whole supersize me stuff was about. Can't do that no more. They already been sued. (laughs) All right. If you get into a fucking car, you get into a Toyota Tundra, and you drive into a brick wall, is that your fault or the cars? It's yours, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like we're misusing things and blaming it on other shit. Mm -hmm. Like, guns have existed since the beginning of this country. Mm-hmm. There has not been mass shootings prior to the influx of social media. Like when the, when a mass shooting happened in 1999 with um, in Columbine, we were all shocked. Like the idea of going into a school and shooting people was so rare that we were like, fuck. Oh, my God. I can't believe somebody went into a school and hurt people. Why would they do this? But you notice as we became more technologically advanced, school shootings became more prevalent. I because think, we we have more access and we're misusing the vehicle, which is social media. We yeah. got more divorces. We got more fucking surgeries, BBLs, lip injections. People are more insecure. More men are killing themselves. We've consolidated too much shit into this phone. And this is why more mass shootings are happening. The fact that we are misusing the vehicle. We're misusing the vehicle, which is affecting us internally. And we're making other people pay for it. Didn't we just talk about this with the I-5 shooting? This is the same shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that we don't have any self-control and that we get online. What do we just also talk about? The guy that's mad at you because you're getting a girl that he didn't get. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that when a man is watching y'all take pictures together on social media and he wanted that girl, do you think that he don't want to kill you? Yeah. This is what's happening in the real world. We got a world full of people that want to hurt themselves and they want to hurt innocent people. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have too much access to each other and we've literally, we should never be able to do our taxes and look at porn on the same advice. (laughs) That don't make no fucking sense. Tax that ass. We going going from TurboTax to jacking off in five minutes. (laughs) This shit is wrong. And people will say like, well, that's very simplistic, Eddie. Why would you think that these two things are connected? Because they are, motherfucker. That's why. Mm-hmm. We, we're doing too much with one thing. And we're watching this happen because like, they've literally infiltrated everywhere. I think this is a, this is a person's last cry for help. Not even cry for help. This is a cry for attention. Yeah. Like if you and a person was transgender. I don't even know if they wanted to be trans or not. I don't know. Maybe this was like something they was doing for people to notice them. I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm not going to do is, and this is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to use this as the time to to uh, slander trans people. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because that's that's not helping nothing. Yeah, I think one thing that that um, I forget the guy's name, but you sent me the TikTok where he was talking about the shootings. Yeah. And he was saying that the the way we can um, I made stop that the news cycle, yeah, is just you know stop bringing attention to uh, shooters, yeah, stop you know and focus on the children, focus on. Mm-hmm. But they're making freaking conversations surrounding yeah. like whether this person was misgendered or not. Yes, this I, is a murderer. I made that point literally over two years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I made that point when we were doing a, doing a podcast from my house. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to stop making these motherfuckers popular. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like all these guys, that, that all these people that commit these crimes, you know, the 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 Virginia Tech shooter, the Asian guy, and then all these other people, like their name is being like put in the papers forever. Yeah. I think that we, I think these people deserve like swift justice. I'm talking about the moment that you impose a threat on a school, you should, you literally should, they, they need to create a law that when you impose a threat on a school or public place, that your right to a fair trial is denied. Mm-hmm. You need to get killed on the spot. It should be instant execution. For anybody that tries this shit from now on, they need to be dead. I don't want to see them on TV. I don't want to see them in handcuffs or getting the cheeseburger from Burger King. They need to be dead. Mm-hmm. What's that motherfucker that killed all them black people in Dylan that church? Roof. Dylan Roof killed the black people and ended up at Burger King. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm just getting tired of people misusing the vehicle and blaming it on something else. It's not McDonald's fault that you fat. It's not, it's not a uh, motherfucking that Toyota's fault that you ran into a wall. It's not Mark Zuckerberg fault. You addicted to Instagram. It's not alcohol's fault that you abuse it and get in the car and kill innocent people. Mm-hmm. It's not Alexis Texas fault that you're addicted to porn. Yeah, that's true. You just like jacking <laughs> off. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck your problem is. <laughs> You can't blame a porn star for you beating your meat. You just enjoy it a little too fucking much. That's crazy, yo. I think there's a, there's a there's a, a the 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 pandemic, I guess, or mm-hmm. epidemic is a complete lack of accountability for your own life. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is is the the lack of accountability is also affecting our mental health and the fact that mm-hmm. we have so much access to everything on one device. We are constantly, why do you think so many women are getting lip injections and BBLs and all this shit? It's not because they think like, oh, I will look prettier. I would feel better if I did it. It's because they're constantly comparing themselves to women online all day long. Yeah. All day long. You don't really want these BBLs. You don't. It's, it's happening because there's too much access. Do, okay. And, and people could say like, Eddie, that's a bad point. Well, question, do you think if Instagram or any of these apps existed, do you think women would be getting BBLs? Do you think there would be a thing of women? They wouldn't even know it existed. They wouldn't even know it existed. Yeah. They wouldn't even, the average woman nowadays, just a regular chick, is getting BBLs and lip injections. That doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you work at Target, why do you have a BBL? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make, you, you got a BBL to, st- to stock, to stock uh, towels? Like, well, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, you got a regular job. It's because there, it's this not just social media. I'm not blaming social media. I'm blaming us as a society. We're misusing the vehicle that is social media or actual vehicles, you know, uh, alcohol. We're misusing McDonald's. We're misusing all these things. And we're blaming those things instead of ourselves. We don't have a gun problem in America. We have a people problem. People are the fucking problem we've always have been. There literally have been people that thought it was okay to use others as slaves. Mm-hmm. That's a people problem. Mm-hmm. And it's it's annoying that when you keep seeing this, all you see is liberals and conservatives bickering on the internet and there are zero solutions. You think that imposing gun stiffer gun laws is going to help? No, nigga, they're just going to shoot you with a different gun. This mm-hmm. is ignorant. 
You can't have gun control. We got too many guns here. It's too many guns. Too yeah. many. Mm-hmm. And what what's going to happen? Like, what what gun laws are also like a repercussion, right? So yeah. it's not like a lot of times it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, if people got more time in prison, then it's not it's not really how it works. No. Like the people that's going around shooting people is not worried about no prison sentence. No, they're not. That's a that's it. I mean, just like we talked about the person on the freeway, he's not worried about going to jail or not. The mm-hmm. gun is already out. He already brandishing brandishing exactly. the gun. He already shooting the person that's driving the truck. hundred percent. It's not it's not gonna do nothing. I just think that like you like we were saying when it comes to um you know d- just the 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 care and tenderness that we treat these shooters it's just annoying it's annoying you know like who cares if you misgender a murderer you know what i mean that's not unless it's unless it's a thing where that person does nece- like they need to be uh there was like some uh, a lack of information or like we just didn't know exactly what's going on but when yeah. we we got everything on camera we know this person they shot the person down like it's just there's no reason to be you know treating this person with that level of care right. and here's the worst thing too like remember the DC snipers they was black mm-hmm. like I didn't me or my dad like didn't see that and be like oh man they black mm-hmm. my dad was like man these niggas is crazy <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> Like, who cares that they're black? Mm-hmm. That does not matter, okay? Mm-hmm. We just live in a time where we're trying to be too progressive, mm-hmm. right? And we're, we're, we're doing things. What I've noticed is, like, the very right-wing people are fucking tone deaf, and people on the left are just weirdos. Mm-hmm. They literally, I remember we was reading an article, and I, I kind of got pissed. And it said, um, gender, att- no, uh, minor attracted persons. Oh, yeah. Instead of pedophile. Nigga, if you don't get your <laughs> weird ass the fuck out of here. Yeah. Minor attractive persons. What mm-hmm. the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yeah. yeah. That that I don't. Look, dog, when it comes to this pronouns and all that, this is just a product of the Internet making trying to make people believe that, you know, uh, you can't say anything about this subset of people or this people or this or that. Mm-hmm. Look here. If you want to appropriate anything in this world, you're going to get everything everybody else get. Mm-hmm. Nigga, if I if like jokes, if I can't crack a joke on you for being trans. Right. Or not even for being trans. Yeah. yeah for being trans. So this is a thing called black jokes that exist. Mm-hmm. And you got white jokes that exist. If you want to be appropriated into culture. Right. And we can't make fun of you. That you made it worse on your fucking self. Yeah. Like, what kind of world do we live in where we can't say shit no more? You, you know what's sad? I've been, I've been, I'm in this writing contest right now. Mm-hmm. It's like this eight day writing thing. Uh, I think it's called NYC Midnight. And uh, you get these prompts, and then um, you get, you know, you got to write it like a up to twelve maximum of twelve pages. And I've been consciously, like, not able to like freely crack joke you know the tone of our mm-hmm. jokes and you know so that's some of that stuff spills over into like some of my screenplays mm-hmm. but i've been consciously like kind of holding myself back because i'm like dang i don't know if this will you know i don't know if these these uh people are like super liberal and i don't know if it will you know like you know just like consciously thinking about that and it's like it's just unfortunate because i've literally been changing some dialogue it's unfortunate. like yeah and it's and just just something that you know that happens and i don't know if it's true or not i don't know if you know that those people 
like good comedy or if they're like super liberal or if the people are trans on the thing or whatever. But I'm just saying that that's a thing that we have to think about now when we come to creating and just living life. Well, you have to be that way when you're not uh, when you're not uh, uh, Tarantino or fucking Jonah Hill. Mm -hmm. Like when you when you already got the spotlight on you, you can write scripts openly. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you've 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 garnered the attention and you have the status. But when you're a person just coming out, you can't write strips like that. Mm -hmm. Because like literally the movie mid nineties, they were using the word that rhymes with maggot, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was it was genuine to that time. Like if I watch a movie that's in the nineteen twenties and they say nigger fifty times, I'm not gonna be mad about it because I understand that that's like literally the time that this movie is based in. Yeah, right. Like I watched Django, they said nigger multiple times, mm -hmm. right? They say nigger in uh, the Godfather. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's like, bro, you, you have to understand it. That that's that's a thing. But they want to create a, a landscape now where you cannot say anything. I'm not saying to you could be openly hateful, but it's like, nigga, like when a person goes into a school and shoots kids and you're worried about their pronouns, you worry about the wrong shit. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. You worry about the wrong mm -hmm. shit, bro. Like that shit is wild. Yeah. But you had you had a good point earlier. We were talking about like some of the, the solutions and um and how, uh, you know, I reference it to like if you go anywhere, pretty much anywhere in America, banks now have, you know, security throughout the day. Like mm -hmm. the person that is an armed person that's either walking um, around a perimeter or they're sitting inside of the bank. Um, and that's at pretty much every bank. So it's crazy that, you know, we have more protection for our money and our finances and our investments mm -hmm. than we do probably the most valuable thing that we have in America, which is our youth. And, you know, if we were talking about like a campus supervisor or ex-military guys, a lot of the um, campus mm -hmm. supervisors that, that I grew up with are like ex-military guys, guys that they just, you know, or maybe they um, former, I don't know, whatever, MMA, whatever the case may be, but they just have um, that mentality already. There's one in particular that we both, you know, that was one of our, uh, campus supervisors when we both was at um, current middle school and he's like the perfect person you know ex-military guy I think he was in the navy or something like that but if if he had you know the proper um, uh, reinforcement or the proper uh, ammunition guns whatever the case may be and that same person walked onto one of our campuses it would be it would be like you know especially if he had like you were talking about almost like a ring camera or a vivid type of security thing a feature where if a person like that um, in Nashville situation were to shoot the thing off, it would have like the break, like a, the, on, on the Vivint thing, they have a, um, like an, a break alarm and it'll go off if a, ga a glass is shattered or a mm -hmm. loud thing, right. whatever. And then that just immediately alerts him. He goes straight to the door and then he, he shoot, gunned the, um, you know, the potential yeah. shooter down. So what, what yeah. needs to happen is this. What needs to happen is. They need to stop calling the police and relying on them to get there in time because they will never get there in time. These mass shooters rely on the they they rely on the lack of timing of the police to do what they need to do. All they need to do is get in there and hurt a couple of people. That takes 15, 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Right? What needs to happen? Walmart movie theaters any any place with a capacity over a certain amount of people needs to have a undercover uh basically an undercover employee 
where they're employed by the company, but they're not a police officer. They're they're literally certified through the state of California or whatever other state. It could be an ex ex marine guy, army guy, doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. And they need to have they need their only job is to have you know a loaded up AR fifteen and whatever else they need, and they they need to have cameras in a room by themselves that are showing the perimeter and everything within that establishment. They can see the cameras in the back. They can see the cameras in the front. They, they have a pager on them that if, if, if that room or business is infiltrated without a key, they know exactly where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And this is, not, this is not like crazy technology. This is something that we already have. Yeah. If you get a guy like that, that is considered faculty, and not and not considered an armed guard because you don't want a guy walking around with a gun because the shooter knows exactly who to kill. Mm-hmm. You need somebody with a concealed firearm at all times. That's just a member of the faculty. And when something goes down, that's it. And, I, and what I mean by faculty is not an actual teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's walking around the campus. Nobody knows what he does, mm-hmm. but he goes to a room all by himself. And that's what he does. His, yeah. his job. He just Mr. Johnson until something pop off. And he's Mr. He's Johnson. Gunning niggas down. He's Mr. Johnson until it's time <laughs> to grab that AR-15 and he's blowing that motherfucker's head off, keeping your kids safe. Yeah. Because the cops. Almost cop, like an FBI agent on campus. Thank you. Yeah. The cops aren't getting there in time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming the cops for this. It's not their fault. The cops got. They, their cops are being spread too thin. You got them doing too much. You got cops babysitting the homeless. They, man, I seen a cop recently in Bakersfield. Low-key is starting to squash the homeless out here. I don't know if you caught it. What you mean? If you look at the underpasses under our freeways now, they got cages on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we don't want them under our bridges no more. I've seen the cops pull up on like a little camp of homeless people and say, y'all all got to get the fuck out. Yeah. So like literally. They, it, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but it's also bad because, yeah. nigga, I've seen at Bill Park, I've seen a big old tent. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a big old tent out there, just posted up, living there, living a living a good life. Not but no it's more. like, but it's like you can't, you know, it's kids that play basketball there. Yeah. It's like you know, different people that be walking their dogs and stuff. Like yeah. you can't have, you can't have that there. I feel two ways. I feel a deep amount of empathy for homeless people because I don't know why they're homeless, but I mm-hmm. also feel empathetic towards homeowners and regular people because the motherfucker in that tent could be a pedophile. We don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, right. So I think it's <clears> important. I seen a, it was at the park the other day, and it's like. You see, a lot of times it's just women with their kids pushing a stroller just by the one, themselves. Yes, by yeah. themselves. It's like, that ain't cool. That ain't safe out there. I- I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if other men do this, but when I see women out in public by themselves or with their kids or walking, I wait for them to get in their car and drive off before I leave. Mm-hmm. Depending on where I'm at. Like, if I'm at Food Max or somewhere and I'm getting in my car and I see a girl walking all the way to the end of the parking lot mm-hmm. and it's later at night, I'll just sit in my car. Wait for her to get in her car. When she's in her car and drives off, then I go. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do that is because the same way that I scoped her walking by herself is some sick motherfucker that's seen her. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that it's important to be aware of your surroundings. And I hate to say this, but ladies, you are too oblivious to what you do. You're looking at that fucking phone. You're not looking left. You're not looking right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... I've, I've had situations where women just walk right into me and be like, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You guys, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying that all of you guys are like that, but a lot of times women just are too oblivious to their surroundings. You need to be aware because there's some motherfucker watching you. You don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And it's in plain sight. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Um, back to this. It, I, I think that there, there, there's a way to keep... We have to have real-world responses to these mass shooters. Mm-hmm. It, right? We need to kill them. They need to die. I'm talking about as soon as they come in that building with the gun and they brandishing a firearm, I don't care if somebody on the internet is trying to do a prank. Kill him. Mm-hmm. You can't prank this, buddy. This is not funny. Because it's going to be a prank of a guy like... Now, he'll go viral after that. Nigga dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead all on his YouTube channel. Yeah, but it'll be the same result. If you want to play a game like that, it'd be mm-hmm. the last fucking game you ever play. <laughs> you pranked yourself. Your most watched video. Yeah, dude. Th- this, ha- this like... You want to know what's funny? <clears throat> we talk about, you know, we talk about banning TikTok and... You know, you know, other countries taking our information and, you know, communist China and, you know, uh, Russia is doing this and this doing that. You want to know why they laughing at us? Because we killing ourselves. Mm -hmm. We going and building, shooting our own citizens. You think that China don't see us doing this and all these stories that pop up every fucking week us doing this? They're like, they're crazy. Let them go. (laughs) They're crazy. Kill Mm -hmm. each other. They laughing at us. Yeah. If we care so much about safety, then why the fuck we keep allowing this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. And, and don't hit me with the, oh, because we need to suppress the guns. No, nigga, we need to use these guns on them. That is the only way. That's the only way now. Mm-hmm. That's the only, unfortunately, they need to understand mm-hmm. that, like, when they come into Walmart, they getting blasted. Mm-hmm. Soon as they come in there with that motherfucker. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it. Metal detectors might have to be everywhere now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm yeah. I'm just scared of the day it happened. Like, cause it's been happening across the country. Obviously, I think the closest one was like San Bernardino, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, it's you just never know, man. Like it could be, it could happen to. Well, I know that there's a bunch of people that are not going to say it, but a lot of people are concealed carrying illegally in California and everywhere else where it's not legal. Mm-hmm. I could tell you right now, if I'm out with my family and I see these mass shooters, I'm going to put one in him for he put one in my family. Mm-hmm. If I'm out with my wife and my kids and I keep seeing this shit happening, I will uh, I will have I, I, I guarantee you right now, even at probably Bakersfield High School, that they, you know, somebody sending their kid to school and in the pickup truck is like, hey, leave a shotgun inside. Don't take it out. Leave it in there. Mm-hmm. You sending your 16, 17 year old kid. To school with a shotgun. I guarantee you it's happening already. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Right? But I'd rather shoot you and go to jail for illegally having a firearm than you hurting me and my family. Yeah. Give me the jail sentence. I'll take it. Yeah. We probably get a couple months. Probably. Judge will put you a slap <laughs> on the wrist. He's like, does he have any priors? Okay. Um. All right. Let's, let's give him some community service. Yeah. He'll give you a hug and a little in the back. In the back. In the back yeah. and be like, look, you know, you can't just go in shooting people. <laughs> like, that was a good job. We got <laughs> to get together at the fire range sometime. <laughs> <laughs> he invite you over for dinner. Bro, if you're upstanding, I, you know, judges won't admit it. But I bet you if you are an upstanding citizen with no priors, no criminal history, you know how to really shoot a firearm and all of that Mm -hmm. after he gives you your little sentence or whatever the case he'll probably tell you like what we're going to do is is after a year and a half we're going to expunge everything you're not going to have it on your record anymore they're going to get everything off yeah you'll be a real hero you'll be a real hero bro Mm -hmm. but uh yeah back to what i was saying we got to start shooting these people man i Mm -hmm. said it before Mm -hmm. right not a popular response to the non-violent people you know we need to pray and it's like yeah we the prayer is fine i think prayer is is i consider that like a Positive affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. But prayer never stopped people from being evil. Mm-hmm. Evil exists. We know that. 
Yeah, it's the demons out there. Yeah. They on demon time too. They on they show is on demon time running mm-hmm. running in the schools with kids. Yeah. You can't pray that away. You mm-hmm. gotta you gotta kill these people. They need to be shot. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And not and oh, here's the fucked up part. I'm, and this is gonna sound fucked up, but I'm gonna keep it a buck. What would you rather do? Would you rather this person go in and they get apprehended after killing a bunch of kids and then they get the death sentence, right? And then they get lethal injection in which comes out of our pockets. So as taxpayers, we paying to kill this motherfucker. Or would you rather have him shot on the spot? I don't want to spend $2 on this fucker. That's facts. Yeah. I don't want to spend no time. Or we could just give Because you feed, you feed in them. Right. You know. But actually, I don't know. It, it kind of evens out because the labor that they be doing in prison is like they be getting, you know, five cent a day. Man, look. Instead of lethal injection, just give them five Popeyes biscuits with no water. You stupid. Niggas gonna like, say that. Oh, I, can't, I can't breathe. Like, yeah, that's right. Take that biscuit. No, no, you can't have no honey. Don't put no honey on that biscuit. Eat that biscuit just like that. Eat it dry. A Popeye's biscuit will fucking kill you, man. What else is dry like that? That's just like suffocate you. Okay, uh, there's some things. No, them, uh, them, uh, them school lunch fries, them little crinkly fries they be having. Them motherfuckers if you eat do too be many, dry. If you eat too many of those, nigga, get out of mug and get stuck in your esophagus. Yeah, them school lunch fries ain't normal. <laughs> them motherfuckers got bacon powder in them or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Damn. You got cornstarch in them. There are very few things in this world more dry than a Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> very, very few things. Yeah. But Popeye's biscuits up there, fuck. Oh, there's some other shit. I, mm. I can't think of it now. But there's some stuff that you eat it and it's kind of like you've got like a delay. It's like it's, <laughs> it's sliding back, but it's yeah. not quite going through the esophagus. I could literally remember eating them school fries and being like, like, I might die in this lunchroom. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to crack open the milk real quick and then just try to wash it down. Man. That much crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. What else is dry like that? Fuck. Ooh. If you don't put enough condiments on a Subway sandwich, nigga, that's problems, too. <laughs> yeah. You don't put enough mayonnaise or mustard on it to help that shit slide down. Yeah. It's not going to be a good time. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, You know what? No, nah, that's actually pretty decent. I was about to say one of them Raising Cane's toast, but no, nah, them is actually pretty good. Raising Cane's be cool. Yeah. Raising Cane's is hit or miss to me. I'm not going to front. Really? I've had Raising Cane's. So I was like, nigga, this is actually really good. And other times I'm like, nigga, why is this place still open? <laughs> <laughs> I've only had, I think for me, I've only had good experiences there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I never really had that where it's like, damn, it's trash. Yeah, raising canes is decent. <clears throat> I say it's decent. It, what I've had a couple of, it's, it's decent. It's not mm-hmm. nothing to go crazy over though. Yeah, they need to stop making them. They get, we got like fucking three or four of them now. Yeah, they all over the town. It's like I feel like Bakersfield is a test market because they know we have a lot of fat people here. Mm-hmm. So they're like, y'all niggas fat. We are gonna put all the restaurants over mm-hmm. there. We gotta do. We have a Cracker Barrel. Do, do, do you realize there's only like two of them in all of California? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Cracker Bell, when I was going to college, it was uh, Cracker Bell was heavy out there. Really? Let me see here. Yeah, in like Texas, New Mexico area. Okay. It might be one in like Riverside or something. I don't know. I'm going to look up uh, Cracker Barrel. Let me put up locations. 
Cracker beer. In California. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got... Okay, here we go. Cracker Barrel, Old Country. You got Bakersfield. You got... California. Camarillo, California. Camarillo. Camarillo. And Rialto, Rockland, Bakersfield, Sacramento, Santa Maria, Victorville. Oh, it's a couple of them. A couple of them out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, the, oh, what's funny is the one in Santa Maria, I was there when it first got built because mm. I, I used to take a load... From I would drive out from Bakersfield to Fresno, and I would take a load of gasoline out there to Santa Maria at the brand new Costco. Mm-hmm. It's right next to it, and they literally just built that Cracker Bell. It's only been there for probably four years. Yeah, brand new man. I don't even know what kind of food they make there. I think it's like old fashioned, like yeah. So I guess it's like I don't know, corny like Southern food like in Southern kind of. Yeah. I see they had like chicken and dumplings and shit. Dumplings? Yeah, they had dumplings. Oh, it was on I don't the know billboard. If I've seen that. But yeah, I know they got um. Uh, it's like fried, you know, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, meatloaf, st- stuff like that. It's like that, you know, the old, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of miss home ec, man. Mm-hmm. Back when I was in high, well, not high school. Um, I, don't, I think they did have it in high school too, but back when I was in junior high, we had home economics where we had uh, the food one. Mm-hmm. And we used to learn how to legitimately make food. We used to make cakes. We used to make motherfucking teriyaki chicken. We used to make all kinds of shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And like I was cooking a little bit before that. I used to watch my mom. My mom was a really, really good cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to school and cooking, like it kind of stuck with me because as a grown man, I can make decent food. I'm not trying to, you know, build myself up, but I'm pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I make pretty decent food, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that came from me, not only my mother. But going to home ec in junior high. Oh, it kind of started. Some that. men are so mm-hmm. pathetic, man. They don't know how to make anything. Yeah. If some they, some they, guys just know how to make some top ramen. Yeah, sad, man. Chili dog. They got, they've been, they mama been feeding them. Like, I actually will, like, look. At least when my mom was cooking food, I would, like, kind of stand there. Or mm-hmm. my aunt's making stuff, I would stand there. Mm-hmm. Cooking is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. I make so many good, <clears throat> I make so many good foods all the time, man. Mm-hmm. Like actually yesterday I made some teriyaki chicken, but what I did is this. I took um I took a little bit of teriyaki marinade and I got some thighs and I put them in the oven. I put them super low on purpose, just mm-hmm. so like the fat could like caramelize and melt off the thigh mm-hmm. meat. But I put some teriyaki um marinade on the chicken, put mm-hmm. it in a pan, and I covered the pan in foil. And while I was at the gym, I let that cook for like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It probably like no, but I put three twenty five. I put it for three twenty five for like a little over two hours. Mm-hmm. And boy, when I took that shit out, juicy. Oh man, <laughs> I can't even explain. Like it was just, it was just like, it was, it wasn't tough at all. It was soft. It was just so good. And the flavor mm-hmm. it went all the way into the meat. Mm-hmm. Had it with some basmati rice. Mm-hmm. That's fire. Man, yeah. that shit was fire. Ain't nothing like it, my friend. Yeah, it's a simple man, simple mm-hmm. food. And all I like the couple things I've been eating recently is just like you know um, ground turkey, chicken thighs, chicken breasts, mm-hmm. um, tilapia, mm-hmm. some salmon. Mm-hmm. Just keeping it real simple. That's good. But yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've expired time on that. Yeah, I what? gotta go pick up my niece. I think too. Oh shit! What time? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, what what, what uh, where we at? We got a uh, hour and nineteen minutes on. Hour nineteen minutes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't very long this week, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hey man, we get, we just we just trying to be consistent and give you guys some content, man. We mm-hmm. have to do that. So mm-hmm. 
I'm going to enjoy my vacation so you guys can go fuck off, all right? Yeah, exactly. For, you know, until I come back here next week. <laughs> next Sunday. But yeah, we'll be yeah. back Sunday for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if we... There's nothing, there's nothing breaking that will make us come back this week. Mm-hmm. But nothing yet. Mm-hmm. If there's something super crazy, I don't know if it could... You might have to pull up, huh? might have to pull... Depending on what it is, because we yeah. like to let stories develop, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, there's that. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you made it to the end of this episode, man, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. And we're out of here. Oh, oh, before we're out of here, make sure you head to a truckersmind.com mm-hmm. to purchase uh, one of these hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. To purchase one of these these fitted hats. Really nice quality. Um, yeah. And also make sure you go to our YouTube channel. We are on YouTube. Subscribe yeah. to YouTube for the visual YouTube. stuff. Yeah. Um, also, Spotify. Spotify Apple. and Apple. Mm-hmm. Make sure you leave a review or, uh, yeah, leave a five-star review if you love it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, do that on both of those. And, hey, oh, and uh, ATM Pod. Head on to over to our Cash App if you felt we earned a donation yep. of any kind. Yeah. Uh, head on to ATM Pod at Cash App. Yeah. Okay, that'll be on the screen. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I fucked up the ending, but yeah, uh, we, can yeah. Run, we can run it back. Yeah, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fiends. and we're out of here. Peace.